Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. And that is how we are kicking off the WAF Workday Blitz 2 today. We are now commercial free for the rest of the show. It's Mistress Carrie and the man, the myth, the legend, Perry Farrell. He just walked into the WAF studio. For me. Uh, why don't you tell everybody who is here with you? Because, of course, you are headlining two nights back-to-back at the City Winery Boston tonight and tomorrow night. Yes. So I have uh, my guitar accompaniment accompanist, Nick Mayberry, from Australia and Los Welcome. Angeles. And to my right is my lovely uh, Chanteuse and wife, Etty Lau. The the way the two of you talk about each other, I saw a tweet that you put up yesterday with the skyline of Boston, and you were looking forward to walk around the city. Yeah. You guys are very romantic. You're you're always romancing her, and it's been 15 it's years? Her. We've been no. married for 17 years. 17 years. I mean, wow. But we're serious for 20. Close to 20, yeah. But we're chasing for 22. You what? Didn't, not chasing for two. What happens after chasing, 22? I mean, chasing for two of the 22. I just chased her. <laughs> it was not close. To, it was close to two years, but it wasn't two. It was like a year and nine months or something. Well, close it's not that's, bad to be that's chased. That's bad enough. That's no. bad enough. Yeah. So you are um, at the City Winery Boston tonight and tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. You're very lucky that you are not playing a show on Wednesday because you were a block from the TD Garden. And if Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals was happening the same night as your show, oh, forget it. it would be crazy. So it's you not. Know, it's not. You just gave us And you news. guys just won. Yes, we won Game 6, so, so Game seven, 7 is for all the marbles. Awesome. Yeah. Here. We actually came in thinking the game was on Tuesday, and we were thinking, oh, we should be the official after party. No, we should be the the not serious after party of the fans of the... Boston, Boston Bruins. Bruins. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think City Winery Boston would have exploded if everyone from the Garden tried to cram themselves in there. Right. Oh. But it's literally a block away, so you dodged the bullet by a day. Good, so, good. but you're in Boston at a great time because the weather's beautiful yeah. and everybody's happy because of the Bruins. Everybody's yeah. happy. Yeah, and uh, it, entertainment and sports is in the air. Yes, yes. it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yes. yeah, it's really good. So the first thing you wanted to do is you're going to hang out, and you guys are going to kind of co-host the Workday Blitz, and we're going to talk, but okay. you wanted to play first. Well, I did only because uh, my voice is kind of warm right now, and we've been but. rehearsing, so, you know, we go in we go in loops, yeah. us musicians, kind of like gets it in our memory, and we just get better at it, and then we start to have fun with it. So let's give it a rip. Yeah, so what are you guys going to play first? What are, what are you going to play for us? All right. That was fantastic. Oh, Perry thanks. Farrell, acoustic here in the WAF studio. Uh, it, it, your voice, 
We are having a pollen Armageddon in Boston. Do you think that's part of the be. challenge yes. as a singer coming up to this part of the country at this time? Because it's well, everywhere. Well, I'm glad you uh, asked. I don't know about pollen Armageddon. Probably it is. It's no, everywhere. It's, yeah, yeah. Allergies are all congested. But, yeah. My eyes are itchy. There's a lot of Dig phlegm it. everywhere. This, yeah, man. It is crazy. I love to travel. We love to travel. But as you travel, the temperature and the climate and the environment is constantly changing. And, you know, you might have allergic reactions or just a body temperature reaction. Like, I, I know, I hear stories that Aretha Franklin would send somebody into a room before she walked in and ask what the temperature was. She would say, like, stick your arm in the room and let me know if it's too cold. Because of her vocal cords. Yeah. It, well, when you're Aretha Franklin, you can do that. Right. When you have those vocal cords, you yeah. can do that. You're Aretha. You're Aretha. When you well, don't even I'm need Perry a last Farrell, name. And I'm telling right. you, man, I want somebody <laughs> to stick their arm in there. That's why I carry, that's why I'm always wearing something around my throat, you know? Yeah, because you Keeping. always, you, first of all, your fashion sense, <laughs> yeah. you, you're always accessorized so well, but it's always been part of your image, whether it be in Jane's Addiction or whatever, is that... You're, you've never been one of those people that just went up on stage, like, not caring about... Like, it's it's a whole thing. I care a lot. Yeah, about about everything. Yeah. That's the old... Um, who, who wrote that song? We care a lot about... Um, Faith No More. Faith yeah. No More. Who's fantastic. Yeah. Did they ever play one of the Lollapaloozas? I think they did. Because I was going through all of the Lollapalooza tour, and I'm just going to list some of the artists that either were launched on Lollapalooza or were on Lollapalooza in their hate. The list is impressive. Thanks. Living Color, Nine Inch Nails, The Rollins Band, Butthole Surfers, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Ice Cube Primus, George Clinton, Stone Temple Pilots, Cypress Hill, Smashing Pumpkins, 30 Seconds to Mars, Beastie Boys, Green Day Hole, Incubus, Audio Slave, Metallica, The Ramones, Tool, Snoop Dogg, and Prodigy, just to name a few. And George Clinton. And Well, I, I mean... It's, it's, he, I met him. Porn off a pirate. I met, well, yeah, but I mean, they kind of had an in because they kind of knew the guy that started the tour. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? It's, you'd think, you would think it'd be that simple, but I got to fight like a salmon. Well, if you're going to get up on stage with your band and compete with the amazing artists that you put up on that stage, you got to earn your spot no matter who you are. That's right. That's right. I, I I don't uh, take the position lightly. I, I gear up my whole entire life to put it into the presentation, the beautiful presentation. I met George Clinton one time before I was a DJ on the radio. I used to do lights and build stages for concerts. And I met him and he shook my hand and he licked the back of it and said, I'm just a dog for you, baby. And I was like, oh my God, that's a hell of a way to say hello. It was one of the most amazing five seconds. I was like, George Clinton just licked my hand. That's what? a good line. Right, right? I'm a just line. a dog for you, baby. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It was fantastic. But the artists in Lollapalooza as a tour. They invented the term funk. They seriously did. Guys like the Red Hot Chili Peppers would never even exist if it wasn't for George Clinton. Well, they, I always think, no, they would, but. In a different capacity. Uh, uh, some of their good, some of their good slants, they surely wouldn't have had. That's for sure.
And Lollapalooza went from being a tour that you... Wasn't it supposed to be the farewell of Jane's Addiction? Did I read that, that it was going to be your farewell tour? It was supposed to be, yes. And then it didn't really work out that well uh, as a farewell. Well, you know, life is not perfect. It would have been perfect if... if, um, if Jane's wouldn't have had to break up. There you go. <laughs> but they did for that time. Uh, we got Lollapalooza out of it. And uh, I got my friends back, most of them anyway. And then, and now Lollapalooza's taken over. How many cities are there internationally now? Is it 10? Seven. Seven? Uh-oh. You're yeah. a prophet. You're Why? a prophet. Why? Because are you expanding? We would love 10. We would love 10. But we're going into our seventh country, Stockholm, in June. No way, really? You know where I'd like to go? Boston. You know, dear, I, <laughs> I would love to bring it back to America, too. But um, that's a very, very big deep discussion well just with the struggles they're having with woodstock right now and just putting on a show of that magnitude is a lot of work yeah yeah it's a lot of work it's a lot of politics yeah it's a lot of money and then and lawyers now and then you throw in god (laughs) (laughs) well depending on where you go in new england at any given time you could get snow Tornadoes, hail, 110-degree weather. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get here. Right. In this case today, it was absolutely beautiful, and I insist on going for a walk. Yeah, where did you guys go when you were walking around the city? We we didn't get a chance to because we got late last night. But uh, I'm here for two two more yeah. days. So where do you look for? You've been in Boston and come through town many yeah. times on yeah. many different tours. But, but where do you look forward to going when you come into town? Okay, so this sounds really bad, but I'll admit that most of the time I have been in a hotel room, stuck in a hotel room. I haven't really had a great chance to go other than like I go to a restaurant, a really great restaurant, eat. And then you're so spent, you have to equate, you know, you have to figure out, factor how much energy you're going to have for that stage. So, but but this year's different. But last night we went to, I I forgot the name of the place. The uh, Old Town. The the Oyster House. Oh, the Union Oyster House. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that building had so much history in it. Yeah. So it was kind of like going into a museum and having a great meal at the same time. So that that was a very old place. And then right next door is the Green Dragon, which which is where they planned the revolution. Oh, See that? Wow. They stuff met makes in me secret. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all that. right there. That's a really that. great part of Boston. For anybody that doesn't know where the city yeah. winery Boston mm-hmm. is, it's in that whole really? walking. So distance. I can walk there. Absolutely. That's so our walk. Maybe after sound check. We there you go. Walk. Thank yeah. you. Walk the Freedom Trail a little bit. The red bricks that are in the sidewalk. Yeah. Take you on Paul Revere's ride, and it no goes by way. the Green Dragon. Goes right by the Union Oyster House where you were. Uh, there's uh, all of Faneuil Hall is right down there. Yeah. There's a beautiful Holocaust memorial that are those modern glass towers outside the Union Oyster House where you were. Yeah. Just oh, that part that. of Boston is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You'll, you'll have a good time. We probably shouldn't tell people where you're going to be walking. Because they'll <laughs> you know come what? and find you. I know everybody says that, but I always think to myself, it's n- nothing bad is going to happen. 
The, it's it's really interesting to me that that the artists just last week Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings were at the I same venue you're at tonight, and they oh. wa- yeah he's fantastic and Shooter as well yeah they're both great yeah. and they wanted to go walk through the the Boston Commons and they did that. And they just walked around. They got sandwiches and were handing them out to homeless people they met along the way. Oh, and they just had this fantastic really walk, and nobody nice bothered them. And they just kind of walked around, and they loved it. Yeah. Well, what's your trick of walking around? My yes. trick of walking around is the first thing is I don't make too big of a... I know I dress kind of fancy. You kind of can tell I, you're a rock star, Perry <laughs> Farrell. Just a little bit. All right, but hear me out. <laughs> I, I give people the respect in their mind that they'll know if they if they see me and they would be delighted that they would say to themselves I'm just happy I'm seeing this person I admire or like him but I can tell that he'd rather be talking to his sweetheart yeah staring into her <laughs> eyes lovingly right now yeah and then and that's how I think it should be I don't have a big guy around me because that draws even more heat, and then it becomes even more of an emotional uh, engagement in your mind. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know. So that's it. I just get, I think that. I mean, you look outside of Boston and how it is the greatest um, achievements of mankind: their mind, their architecture, their ideas, their principles. It's all here in Boston. There's a lot of history, art, science. People are so sophisticated and so conscious that they would know, oh man, I know that I should probably just let the man in, take in, be peripheral, we're, take it in. We're you know? wicked smart, as we call it yeah. here. <laughs> and I so think that's my trick. You also have a trick of if you're respectful to people, then they're kind and respectful yes. back to you. So you yes. treat them with kindness first. I, yeah. yeah, and I learned a trick from this man. He's a very, very, very wise man. And he, he lived to be 90s. And he had boundless energy. And so what he would say is, look, I'm alive. I'm alive. I could be doing this or I could be doing that. That's how you kind of look at it. If someone comes up and says hello, right then and there, I'm uh, saying hello back. You know what I mean? I don't get mad about it. Because I know that I can always say, it's great to meet you, ask what their name is. That's that was kind. Well, you know when it comes out of love because they love you, the, yeah. your art, and yes. they're coming from a great, genuine place where they're right. a fan of what you've created. Yeah. And they're giving me kind energy. I give them kind energy back, and then I think that's equal energy exchange, and that was and it was everybody wins. Is that the platform and kind of the foundation of where Kind Heaven comes from? Because it's not just. A musical project for you I met you a few months ago in Vegas when you were talking about kind heaven and your opening can you talk about what it is that you're building in Vegas because I drove by the building and was like oh my god yeah what are you doing what is kind heaven yeah. well kind heaven is a it is um, it's you know you can call it a bumper sticker you can call it a concept you can call it a, a community it's, it's really complex. So what I'm calling the building in Las Vegas is an immersive entertainment complex. That, that gives me the ability to have ideal sound in the walls. I could throw sounds, like binaural sounds specifically at you. You can have incredible sound 
experiences, and then I can bring in dancers and you know improvisational dancers, dancers, actors, improvisational actors, um, orchestras, food, dining, and dancing. So that's what it it is all added up. It's it is the the cutting edge of technology. We're we're five years ahead of the curve of what people's listening and sound experience is going to be. But you'll get to hear it and see it and experience it next year. The way that I kind of, I mean, you you spoke at length about the concept and some of the technology that's behind it, because this is all state-of-the-art technology, like you always are, is kind of pushing the boundaries of what's happening and what's possible. Yeah, I love dub. I love dub and synthesize going with soulful musicians and or and you know um analog instruments going along with electronics that's what we are today we work with electronics and but um, there's a certain sound to that old analog stuff well it's the human being it's the human you're you're hearing a soul that might have a rough morning on his voice. <laughs> a soul with but it, pollen but in you his throat. you dig that, right? Right. Yeah. That's it, what, That's what. like, when I think to compose and arrange and orchestrate, I don't, um, and, and what's amazing about it, so I'll tell you a little bit more about the, the record. The recording is actually the score for the Immersive Entertainment Complex and the community. We have a message. It's a good message. It, the message diluted down to one word would be kindness and um, and then it ties itself to a very very old prophecy of a returning messiah and what the times would be like and um, what the world would be like and what would happen at that time well I want to play one of the other songs that is the soundtrack to it I want to play the single so I got Perry Farrell here in the WAF studio. This is the new song from the album Pirate Punk Politician. That's new Perry Farrell, Pirate Punk Politician. Perry Farrell joining me in the WAF studio. Perry Farrell, of course, from Jane's Addiction and Porno for Pyros. The list of project names that you've worked under is quite long. It's like you reinvent yourself every few years. You got a different project name. You're doing something different. And so this is the Kind Heaven Orchestra that's yeah. touring with you at the City Winery Boston tonight and yep. tomorrow night, right? Yep, yep, yep. So the way that I took the Kind Heaven concept away after you described it was that it sounds like a way for people to experience music with all their senses. Is that is that well, fair to say? Uh, you know, it is It is entertainment, first and foremost. And, and uh there's no better way to entertain people than to make music. I agree. I mean, you can watch a play or watch uh, people talking. That's pretty cool. But the human being, when they're at their most elated state, is when music is going into their ears, causing them to dance and sing. Well, you get a different perspective because you're the one making the music up on the stage. So you're just looking at all of us in the audience having this amazing time. What is that like, when, you, especially when you play those big, giant festival shows and you look out and there's 100,000 people out there? What is that like for you? It, yeah, it, I, I imagine mean, it to be overwhelming. Nobody is thinking this is where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy it. 
I do like to go out there and see a sea of people because uh, it's amazing to, to, to see 100,000 people all focusing on one thing. <laughs> and it's and you. then reacting to it. Yeah. And reacting to it. So how and is it? We, and now we become like together a fabric. The band and the and the audience becomes the same fabric. You know, it's like we're a magic carpet. How does that change for you when you play a place like the City Winery that is so intimate, where the people can be right up with you? You can hear them breathe. They're right there. Well, I particularly love it right now because I love a person being at arm's length away from me watching me and listening to me sing right into their eyes. I just think that that is something that is would be a very rare experience for people. And I just feel like I want to be intimate and show them how great we are <laughs> this close. Yeah. And then it, only so many people can will ever have seen it because, you know, it will get bigger. Right. But for right now... It's for the people that are like super informed, you know what I mean? That know about know about it. It's a really it's cool just coming venue out, too. But I'm letting it be organic. I'm not coming in as, you know, up here Jane's Addiction, Lollapalooza. I'm coming in like I came in with Jane's You're Addiction. You're a new band. I'm a new band. Yeah. So I'm playing these intimate settings, and we're getting a chance to work things out as well, right? Right. right. So by the time we get to Stockholm in front of fifty thousand. Everything irons out, but in the meanwhile, you do enjoy. It. You get a personal, emotional connection with your audience, and that's nice. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, I like the first band full of people. I mean, I could sit there and sing to the same like fifteen people. Well, you just front. sat here and sung to eight of us, and yeah. we were all watching. Yeah, <laughs> but then I then sometimes I forget, and then I start to like sing to the back, but. I, I just kind of, it turns into a lot of fun. You can imagine, right? Yeah, You're absolutely. Seeing people and they're starting to get silly, downright silly. If know? my voice <laughs> didn't sound like death, I would, you know, I, if I could sing, I would. But this thing, pff, I ain't well, singing nothing. But you could dance and then you can sing along. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. you yeah. sound so That's good fun. on the radio. Oh, I think thank different you. people have different yeah. voices made for different things. And yeah. I think you... You know, this is all I can do with it. You know what? <laughs> I like your voice a lot. I, I think it's too. a perfect radio Thank voice. Thank you. Yeah. I want to talk to you about your musical influences because you and I share the love of the Beatles. Mm. Yeah. And I want to talk, like that to me is the soundtrack of my childhood because it's the music that I was introduced to as a kid. And, Me you know, too. not understanding the lyrics or the messages, I just thought it was cool that there was a yellow submarine and a walrus and whatever. Because really? you're a little kid, you don't know. But now I look back and I see the genius in that. And I don't understand it when someone says, nah, the Beatles are okay. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> That's exactly right. So talk to me right, about your Mars. love of some of these influences like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles right. that really right. made you the artist you are. Well, the... The most impressive thing, what I was most impressed, my, you know, the impression it left on me was that these guys took, the, you know, took the sound of music so serious. They got together, they really listened to try to write great songs, you know, and they were first, this is when first electronics was first coming on. I remember, the Beatles didn't even have 
monitor system at Shea Stadium. They were trying to sing through a crowd with no monitors. They didn't even have a PA system loud enough to drown out the girls. Right. It's crazy to think that now. So how far we've come. So we've started to work with microphones and everything else. And, um, but I, when I think of the Beatles, I, I'm trying to infuse a little bit of Beatles in the Kind Heaven Orchestra in the way of doing residencies. So that's part of the reasons why we're doing residencies. It's an homage to the Beatles when they did the residencies in Berlin, the clubs that they would do there, and they honed their craft. And they were in front of people, and they, ca- and they created a scene because people do, they, they, they want an, a great occasion to pack into and be a part of. It's just got to be a great occasion. I want to talk to you about the Rolling Stones, too, because Mick Jagger is like the Iron Man of rock and roll. Yeah. He gets a valve replaced in his heart, and he's yeah. going to be playing at Gillette Stadium in a couple of weeks. I know. It's unbelievable. I know. And I bring it up because Jane's Addiction covered my favorite Rolling Stones song, and I want to play it. Okay. So Perry Farrell's here in the WAF studio. My favorite Rolling Stones song covered by Jane's Addiction, Sympathy of the Devil. Absolutely love that version of that song. It's my favorite Rolling Stones song, and for Jane's Addiction to cover it, Perry Farrell here in the WAF studio. What made you cover that song? So my buddy is a, a biker movie producer. He produced this television show, The Sons of Anarchy. And it was their final episode, and he asked if I would sing it. So I you did a great. Him, I, I love him, it, John. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll do it. Can Can you say no when a friend asks you to do something like that? No, you, you really can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> you really can't. Not a friend. And because you're a fan of the Rolling Stones, Eddie, we were just talking yeah. when the song started. We were talking about um, Mick Jagger right. having this surgery that really sent shockwaves through the rock and roll because we were right. all afraid that something was right. horrible with Mick. And then right. you see a few weeks later that he's dancing in a dance studio. Right. And you were saying, oh, they didn't even crack his chest open. No, like, they snake it through the veins now. Yes. That's how they replaced his valve? I don't know if that's how they did it. But nowadays, for the past year or so, that's been the standard procedure is they cut a little, they put an incision in your leg and it's naked up a major artery and it floats it into a heart and it plugs right in. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean he's rather that on the, in his ears. I mean, if he had gone his chest open, I don't oh, think yeah. he, he wouldn't would be, be back touring a month later. Yeah. No, I heard the no same way. thing that my father had triple heart bypass surgery. Uh, I, uh, I had run away from home and I heard that he had a, a terrible heart attack. Two and a half years after I left home, I came back. I walked into the hospital to see him and he wouldn't let me see him laying, laying in a hospital bed. He made them sit him up. So he had all these tubes running out of his heart, and his arms. And, he, and I come walking into the hospital room and he goes, hey, Pa, how you doing? My dad because was you're from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Is that where you guys were so, from? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And now it's amazing yeah. that they uh, that the technology is such a way that you know you can yeah, even. So, so then our our manager just had heart surgery. The same and thing. I, the same removed. thing. We freaked out. Called him up, and he's laughing. I'm going. <laughs> he's laughing. I'm talking to him on the phone. He's, he's going laughing. crazy. 
he's not. She Is he goes, high he's on gonna the meds? Die. No, she thought he's going to die because he's a real he's a really big guy. You guys all know Pete Katz is. Yeah. And he is 6'7". Yeah, he's, he's a, a, you know. Now, Peter Katz too. is, I mean, he's been a manager of artists like Korn, and he managed Limp Bizkit, too. Did, I mean, he's, yeah. he's uh, been around the block when to, it comes yeah, to yeah. rock and to, roll forever. And yeah. to Britney, to Jen, right. across the spectrum, yeah. yeah? He, he doesn't manage awesome. Kind Heaven, but he manages James. But he's, he was a long time, I mean, you've known him forever. Yeah, we yeah. know. I mean, the reason I chose Pete to be our manager is because every time we would show up someplace cool, Pete would be there. So I figured, well, we might as well, you know, talk business. We're always seeing each other. Is this with the very beginning <laughs> of Jane's addiction? No, it was after. It was. Uh, it was for. Um, Ten, I think. We did that. We did that Miami New Year's show. That was 1999, going to 2000. That was it. Yeah, millennium. Yeah, yes. millennium. Because I wanted to ask you about the start of Jane's and what LA was like in the like mid 80s. When because mm. I asked Duff McKagan the same thing because he was like, when Guns and Roses came out, there was nothing kind of like it that had that seedy underbelly kind of thing. So That's Jane's true. Addiction was another one of those bands that there was nothing else like it. What was L.A. like at that time? <laughs> you know, I, I kind of, it's hard for me to talk about because on one hand, you know, you're talking about vice and it's not good for children, you know. But at the same time, it's very exciting and, and uh, makes for great stories and great stories make for great songs. Well, it was so. a powder keg of kind of energy and creativity yeah. at that time. Yeah, and drugs. Yeah, a lot of drugs. And political, uh, you know, uh, and militant unrest. You know, like the cops in the streets yeah. beating up and gangs were growing up. And you had a huge heroin problem and cocaine problem. Then it turned into crack. Yeah, L.A., I mean, you see something like uh, Motley Crue's Netflix movie, The Dirt, and it touched on that a little bit, it just like the dark side of L.A. at the time and where all of these bands kind of yeah. came from. And so, and you imagine that, and you remember that movie, um, it was about being up in Laurel Canyon and the guy, Eddie, Wonderland. Got Wonderland. I mean, that's what it felt like. Yeah. You go to somebody's house and you just, there's creepy people, weird people, and then people that want something from you and, that, you know, giving you drugs and you're, like, really digging in. I think that's just <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> you're asking me what it was like. Yeah, I'm telling no, you what it was I, like. Yeah. Me, anyway. Yeah. So, that, you know, you're doing that and you're hearing about this band, that band. We would hear about bands and we'd go and see bands we'd never even heard of. Sometimes you hear about, oh, my friend's now in this new band. There's bands everywhere. Yeah. So it was, you know, um, a little bit of a battle, you know, of a climb to get to the top. You know, some bands are like, oh, those guys are such wussies, man. <laughs> this guy, you know, like I got in fist fights with other bands, a couple of different bands. Did Is anybody we would know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, really? <laughs> well, yeah, probably. <laughs> Are you going to play some of your older... People are texting in on the text line at 97107. Yeah. Are you going to play songs from your whole catalog yeah. and career at these shows at the City Winery? Yeah, not the entire whole. But, yeah, I'm going I'm going back. There's a going, healthy dose of 
Jameson yeah. Porno, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, Jameson Porno. Good, healthy dose, yes. And we could keep going. Like that song, we could do that song sometime. We have an area where we do covers. Oh, awesome. Right now we're doing an Iggy cover. Re- which one? I Gotta Write. Nice. It's, it's so, like, topical, you know, current event. I have a song that I, I want to play for you because when you came in, uh, we were talking about jazz and your affinity for jazz, but older jazz. And I asked you, did you know? Do you know the actor Jeff Goldblum because he's quite an accomplished jazz pianist? Uh, this is this is for you. Yeah. Somebody somebody made music out of Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. Oh, I like it. I like it. make the track or somebody made the track somebody made it on the internet yeah oh, with his voice yeah right. with his voice because it's got a sexy voice because you and i that. share i take a lot of crap but you and i share mm. the nerd crush of jeff goldblum from jurassic park definitely yes so I i'm not sexy the, i'm not the only one nope you're certainly not okay. <laughs> others must think that for him to get hired for the job of being the guy in jurassic five Park. Yeah. Jurassic Ooh, Park. <laughs> that's yeah. when Perry gets jealous. He messes up with their name. <laughs> Is that yeah. how you know? He does. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, that Jeff Goldust. What's his name? <laughs> I found what makes him flappable. It's Jeff Goldblum. He's kryptonite to Superman. <laughs> Did he play Superman too? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> So you're not going to the movies to see all the Marvel movies. You're not that the, so, you're not like the blockbuster guy to go to the movies a lot. That doesn't seem like something you'd be into. I know who Jeff Goldplum is. <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> oh my god, I absolutely love it. Uh, on the text line, somebody texted in and said that. Uh, the Ritual is still one of their most favorite albums. They still listen to it three times a week. They just think oh, it's a piece God. of art, and they wanted me to just tell you how much of a fan they are um, of that album and how much they love it. I really like that when uh, you know people will... Uh, I, I get insight into how I affected them in such a delightful way. It's very hard to do, so I really do appreciate the uh, the... Um, what is it? The applause. Well, do you? Is it amazing to you that your career has spanned this long? I mean, we're talking about artists like the accolades. I don't know what it is. Yeah, pat on the back. I, I appreciate it because you know, I, I really think about, um, how, you know, first you have to be totally great to start with, and then you have to figure a way to get that song or that message out how do you distribute that and there's a whole you know army that that goes into doing that and that's half the struggle the first half of it no i'd say no it really has to be like 75 percent you've got to be great you really have to be great and you're talking about artists like in the garage that just from the jump they gotta be yeah when when you're ready to, to let the world know hey i have something to say you just got to make sure that it's great. It can't be hyped up with all this other stuff. And then you've got to make sure that you go out like an army and when it comes time to do battle, you're all healthy. It's like being on a sport team. It really is. I, I akin modern sports to modern entertainment and modern musicianship. Um, you know, your best guy 
but now he's got something wrong, Achilles heel. Or a broken jaw like Zidane Chara from the Bruins. He's no. Playing. His jaw's wired shut, still playing. Game seven on Wednesday, baby. Wow. Yeah. Boy, does it. I, I will bet somebody's put a needle to his face. <laughs> I would ask for a needle. <laughs> yeah, playing with a broken jaw, total yeah. badass. Yeah, that's okay. See, but that, this is the thing. You pay as you go, or sometimes you have to pay in advance, or or sometimes you pay later. And these these artists, as well as these sports people, a lot of them pay later. They're walking around crippled. Yeah. You know? Well, it and, takes a beating on your body. Have you been yeah. hurt? Or are Me? you, in, yeah, from all the years I, of touring and performing? I, I have torn my stomach lining. Hernia. Three, three th- operations. No way. I tore my stomach lining, bearing down, hitting the notes. That's the start. Have you, <laughs> that's just the start? That's just the start of it. <laughs> I've broken, I've broke my ankle. I broke my coccyx. I've broken all the knuckles in both my hands. But that's from hitting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fight. <laughs> Well, you're in the right town for sports analogies and for medical treatment. So if anything happens to you, we've got the best hospitals in the world right here in Boston. So for the next couple days while you're in town, if anything breaks, yeah. we got you covered. Oh, no, Knock I got a rock doc out. coming. I got a rock doc Knock coming. Knock yourself out. Yeah, you're good to go. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming and hanging out with me. Seriously, it, you guys are awesome. It's to see you. It's great to see, yeah. you. to see you. Please come back anytime. This, uh, when does Kind Heaven open in Vegas? Around now, next year. Next year. I keep saying around now, next year, every time anybody asks me. So I'm recording this right now, so are you lying to me, or are you, are you sure? I'm, I'm not sure, <laughs> oh, okay. but I'm not lying. <laughs> All right, well, you can go to WAF.com, go to the concert page. Uh, Perry Farrell in the Kind Heaven Orchestra at the City Winery Boston tonight and tomorrow night. Right, and the not seriously after party for the fans of the Boston Bruins. Yes. Tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah, that's the prequel because Wednesday night at the Garden, it's going down. It's on. It's on. And then just in case you were wondering, Jeff Goldblum will be in town at the end of the month. Really? Yes. (laughs) Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.